0: G'day and welcome to The Grass Is Greener. My name is Tim Henry. I'm a financial advisor in Melbourne. And every week, my guests and I dissect your everyday challenges. We'll get you clearer on your goals and give you financial tips to make it happen. G'day and welcome again. Today is our 15th episode already. Time flies when you're having fun and we are having a ball bringing these to you. Hope you're enjoying them. I'm really excited about today's episode. Uh, We're talking about ethical or responsible investing. It's something that we all really need to consider. What actually is it? Well, at its core, ethical investment is a range of investment styles which go beyond looking for simple financial returns to incorporate a client's environmental, social, governance and their ethical values into the investment process, certainly been growing in recent years. Um, it's now represents 44% of Australia's total $2.25 trillion assets under management are being invested responsibly, as well as that the bulk of our financial institutions have made visible and public commitments to responsible investment. And at a minimum, they're integrating the consideration of ESG factors into their investment decision-making. So how do companies who uh, do invest, uh, how are they going about this? Well, avoiding specific industries and issues remains an important element of traditional ethical investing. They call that negative screening, avoiding things like tobacco Um, things that harm the planet, fossil fuels possibly, um, gambling. Um, But increasingly, there's a number of funds which are also adopting a positive selection criteria and they're starting to follow broader themes such as climate change and sustainability. And many funds are also engaging with companies to encourage better environmental, social and governance standards. So we wanted to get one of these companies in to have a chat and today we have Stuart Palmer, who is the Head of Ethics Research at Australian Ethical. Australian Ethical is a super and investment company that have been around in Australia since 1986, believe it or not. Um, And what Stuart does is he evaluates um, the impacts that companies, products, services, and operations have on people, animals and the environment. And they provide that overlay, that selection criteria onto the investment decisions that that they make for their super funds and their investments. So in the uh, interview with Stuart, we had a great chat actually and we talked about what actually ethical investing is. Uh, We talked about the Australian Ethical Charter and the positions they have taken on various issues such as human rights, climate action, animal protection and you know, clean energy. And Stuart also just has a brief chat about you know, what the future looks like and and what we might need to all do as investors to think about our own situation. So enjoy the interview with Stuart Palmer. If this is your first time tuning in to The Grass Is Greener, make sure you subscribe to the show on your platform of choice, so you'll automatically receive each episode as soon as it's released. I'm joined today by Stuart Palmer from a company called Australian Ethical, and Australian Ethical run both investments and superannuation. Uh, Welcome to the show, Stuart. How are you?
1: Yep, really well. Thanks, Tim.
0: (laughs) That's good. Um, so wrapped to have you on today, and I'm really excited to have this chat with you because um I think we were chatting before and saying, I was saying what a great uh, development it is in this space that um ethical investing is something that's you know really headed in a great direction. But um Australian ethical has been around for a long time, haven't they? and and you I guess you've you've had your own journey with this ethical investing too?
1: Uh, ab- absolutely. And, yeah, certainly been around a lot longer than I've been here. I've been here um, coming up to seven years, but the, the company was established about 35 years ago. Uh, yeah. And basically the, the idea was, hey, um, you know, when we're thinking about investing, obviously financial returns, uh, building wealth, um, financial security is really important, but but why don't we also think about the impact that our investing is having on on the world on on people, yeah. animals, and, and the environment, and and indeed that the two thinking about both um, can actually there is some really nice synergies there. So uh, uh, the the founders established an ethical charter, which we can talk about a set of principles which are going to guide yeah. how they invest, and and that's what they've done for thirty five years. And um, it's really pleasing to see that along the way a lot more people have have. Um, Adopted this this approach to in, to investing, and indeed, that was always part of the objective. Was um, listen, as we grow um, uh, our business, um, you know, if we can encourage others to think about things in a in a similar way, um, then then obviously there's a, a virtuous cycle in that because the the more capital which is flowing towards positive things um, actually improves the investment markets. We believe, and we've seen uh, for the benefit of all. Um, yeah. So.
0: Oh, great. Um, I I guess, I mean, this is what I sort of sense from people, and I don't know if you have this sort of research in at Australian Ethical, but I sort of feel like a lot of people are starting to say to me, you know, I want to make a difference. And as one person, I I feel like there's only a limited amount I can do. But if if I can swing my super into it, that's one of the biggest assets I've got. And I can vote with that. Um, then it makes me sort of feel like I'm. I can have an impact.
1: Yeah. Listen, it's it, it, it's. Um, we hear we do hear that a lot, and you know whether it's super often. Yeah, the most money people will have in one spot. You know, yeah. at any point in time in their their lives. Um, yeah. So if you can you can get that as a, a positive force for change, um, uh, that appeals to 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 people. And and yeah, I mean we we should. Just talk about there's lots of different flavours of responsible, sustainable, ethical investing, but I think at its core, there's there's a couple of levers uh, that you can have with your, your savings and investments for positive change. One is, yeah, just by virtue of allocating capital towards things which you think are part of a better future, yeah. keeping them away from things that you think are standing in the way of that better future. So, you know, we, we focus a lot of energy on investing in, in renewables, for example, Yep. energy efficiency and storage keeping it away our capital away from fossil fuel companies um, that that weight of capital and money um, over time obviously helps helps those shifts from a, a fossil fuel intensive energy system to a an emissions free energy system yeah um, so there's that part of, of the impact you can have but then there's also the voice that that investors can can have um, and often it's it's harder as an individual investor although i think yeah, part of what we believe is everyone has a has a, has a voice. voice, just get out yeah. there and, and use it. But certainly as an institutional investor, you know, we're turning uh, up at meetings, we're voting on the appointment of directors, uh, we have access direct to directors and, and and management to talk about, you know, to how they're managing the company, what their strategy is. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so we 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 vote on remuneration reports. We can put shareholder re- resolutions to company meetings. So that that influence to get companies to to think about how are they building a sustainable build- business with positive products and services. Yeah. How are they minimizing their environmental footprint? Any adverse impacts they're having on on local communities, or indeed you know people misusing their products. How can they how can they encourage good use of their products? Um, uh yeah, those, that, that influence um, we think is another important um, mm. lever that, that an investment approach like ours has.
0: Um, I mean, you can be modest about this if you want, but I'm imagining that as you grow, and I'm, I know for a fact that you, Australian Ethical, and a, a lot of other ethical businesses have grown significantly in the last five or six years, you must be starting to feel that you've got more influence in those types of meetings than what you uh, had in the past.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I go, yeah, to, to the point that whereas in the past sort of, uh, yeah, we might have, because we, are you know, have been a, a smaller um, manager measured against some of the BMOs that, yeah. that occupied, you know, the yeah. Australian investment landscape, Um we're bigger now, and that 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 helps with the with the growth that you you mentioned. Mm. um but but I think yes, just um the attitude to re- responsible and ethical investment is that we're we're finding our views and perspectives are often sought out rather than us having to right. um, sort of keep knocking at the door to get to get access to relevant <laughs> relevant people. so yeah that yeah. that dynamic's really important and this it's not not surprising when you you look yeah. at all the the sustainability challenges facing it, whether it's around climate change or, you know, your sector, the the finance sector and the the financial advice sector. They're probably able Um, to use
0: you guys to keep their own um, ESG bill down. Like they can get free consulting... (laughs) From what Indeed, do you
1: think? Indeed, <laughs> indeed, maybe that's, yeah, another revenue stream for yes. us. But, uh, yeah, no, I listen, it requires an absolute, uh, you know, collaborative effort for some yeah. of these challenges amongst all of us. And, and we're obviously not going into meetings with all the answers, but but what we often are going into is with a, just a different perspective. I mean, if you've yeah. been an executive working or a director, for that matter, working in a particular sector for a long time, then often, yeah, you're not looking across the economy as as we do. We, we, you know, we're, yeah. we're investing... Super often for long, long-term time horizons. So um, yeah, we 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 want to invest across the economy, and and yeah, we've got a, a really strong vested interest in sustainable financial markets and economies, and and we need stable social and environmental foundations mm. for, um, for for that to happen.
0: Well, I, I think many of us would, you know, we think about environmental issues and and issues that the world needs to focus on but I have to say even just looking at your website and and, and learning more about the stances that you do take and you talked about the, the charter before, oh, it's actually so impressive. I mean, I, I was quite blown away and even in areas that I probably hadn't really considered before.
1: Yeah, and I, I think this is part of certainly benefits uh, for, for me coming on 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 board is, um, yeah, that over the the life of the company, um, you know, we've, we've come across all these issues. So absolutely. I mean, that there is no sector of the economy that we, that you can invest in, which doesn't have really yeah, important impacts, both positive and negative that you you need to to think about. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of focus on climate and around the energy sector, but of course, um, you know, both for climate reasons, but a whole range of other reasons, animal welfare, um, Uh, yeah, environmental degradation, you know. There's the food sector, um, uh, the mining sector, uh, you know, even technology sector, I mean, increasingly has a a really high energy um, footprint. Yeah. Uh, That's before you get to the the challenge that although, and we certainly see some really uh, positive things coming out of these new technologies. They enable us to do things, have access to information that we, you know, could only have dreamed of, you know, yeah, not no, even ten years ago, but that with them, yeah, comes incredible potential for misuse. Which obviously we're we're seeing misuse of um, social media platforms and 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 so on. So, right. um, listen, there's um,
0: my so my job is one, not going away. That, I hadn't thought of that one, social media. Yeah. So, mm. Mm. that's and what influence is that having on the world? So, you're starting to measure that type type of thing, even.
1: Yeah. Oh no, no, that that's. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and it's, it's a, a topic um, which we've thought about. What, what is really sort of humbling actually when you're in this business is you, you look back at the, our ethical charter. It was written 35 years ago and you, yeah. you look at the thinking went into the ethical positions of the company at that time and then how they've been developed over, over, over time is just the, the prescience that, that some of these people have had. I mean, we, we sometimes think about climate as, as being a, a recent issue, for example, yeah. Um, but yeah, from the get-go, you know, there was no investment 35 years ago in coal companies or or all companies. There was a recognition we need to transition to lower emissions and zero emission sources of of, of energy. Um, and it, and the other thing is, it's not not just a single issue. Sometimes, um, and it, this is understandable as individuals or indeed as individual funds can focus on a particular. Um, ethical issue, um, yeah, our, our charter and our approach has been framed in, you know, we care about people, we care about animals, we care about the environment. So we're going to think yeah. about positives for all of them and negatives for all of them, which inevitably requires you, yeah, to think about uh, the impacts of, of all these these different industry sectors.
0: I'm probably putting you on the spot a bit here, Stuart, but I'm sure you can, uh, it's nothing that you can't talk through. You, well, you mentioned the words there, positive and negative and i just mm-hmm. thought it might be interesting for the listeners to understand when you do this screening on companies and and things that where you're going to put your money there is a positive screening process and a negative screening process and could you mm-hmm. just sort of mention the differences between that approach
1: yeah sure so um I guess just to draw a contrast, I mean sometimes um, people who are familiar with ethical investing equate it with sort of a fairly narrow negative screening approach. So they'll think about um, funds which might screen out um, tobacco, certain times of particularly nasty weapons, um, uh, uh, gambling, gambling, pornography, yeah. yeah, and and that's that that sort of stuff. And and we screen for all all those all those 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 things. Uh, uh, but yeah, we I I guess we're we, you know we're very clear that yeah we're we're looking for opportunities to allocate capital for good, yeah. and then alongside that, let's avoid causing unnecessary harm. So that's where we say, well, what what is part of you know a flourishing future for people and and animals and and the environment? We think all of them go together. Yeah, so we're, um, we um you know we don't. Don't yeah. need to get into arguments about whether you know environment, you know, a, a world is the you know what's the intrinsic value of the environment. You know, I think most of us absolutely think there's intrinsic value, but um, uh, you know, the the, the the deep interconnectivity between humans, animals, and the environment means that yeah, yeah we we need to after all of them if we're going to build a a sustainable f- a future where where humans can flourish.
0: So that is um, it must be interesting because of. In some ways, it's probably easy, easier, I would imagine, to negatively screen because you just say, well, we don't deal with this, any mm. companies that do this, you know, these activities. In terms of positive, where you, I'm imagining these type of companies that are just starting to do a lot of good, there's mm. sort of up and coming Developing businesses, so I guess you're having to really try and work out, you know, do these guys seem like they're on the right track? Should we invest there and, and all that sort of thing? So it's probably, I'm imagining, it's a little bit harder.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's there's definitely um, something to that. That when you when you've got this forward looking perspective and you're yeah. trying to avoid things which are you know there are better alternatives or which have a really heavy footprint and you think well surely consumers or governments are going to start regulating that then we're looking at what are, what's the better solution and yeah and that can you know that's part of the synergy we think between this approach and and um, you know the um, financial outcomes that so you've got that uh, you're more likely to to find yourself looking at um at companies with with strong growth potential and keeps you away from the ones which are probably yeah. at at risk of regulatory action, for example. Um, but but you know there are a lot of traditional sectors which we view as positive and, and invest in heavily. Yeah. So the healthcare sector, um, you know, we're we're heavy investors in 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 that sector. So very traditional and and um, yeah, some of it's really interesting biotechs who are uh, working on some yeah. you know, some really. Um, some, some hopefully really um, clever therapies for, for. So yeah, indeed, some of the the, the, the intractable um, new and and yeah. older um, uh, sort of health issues that that that, that are um, just you know standing in the way of the well-being of so many people um but but then yeah mainstream hospitals and, and medical centers and, mm. and, and and so on so but there's no shortage of places to find yeah good positive
0: um stories uh, yeah
1: companies and and you know we, we'll invest we invest in the property sector now yeah. um uh so that's a bit boring how is that positive well you know Shelter, um, we yeah. think it's pretty important for for human well being, and then we'll we'll build around that. So we, we focus both on the positive product or service, you know, whether it's yeah. real estate or whatever. But then we'll look at what's how how the company is managing the footprint. So yeah, we have you know sustainability standards, both social and but importantly environmental around buildings. So how they are they yeah. managing uh, the energy use of buildings? You know, what's the emissions um, of, of you know the construction of, of buildings and 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 really so.
0: Really yeah, oh, that's um, fascinating, really, because the, the, some of the things you just mentioned there, um, yeah, you, you just wouldn't think about. Um, so you obviously you have to do a lot of research, even just some of the things you were mentioning then, you know, if you're looking at emissions that buildings are proposed to um, emit, you know, how are you getting all this data? Yeah, I
1: mean, it, it, it's, um, you know, we the, the investment process does require, you know, additional internal research capacities. So, um, you know, there's three of three of three of me ethics analysts at, at Australian Ethical, whose job it is to to do this initial assessment of a of a company uh, for alignment with our ethical charter. So that that sets out the ethical principles that that we apply when we're de- determining, you know, whether we think you're part of a better future or, or you're yeah. not. Um, uh, but yeah, that's when you're looking at we we invest. Uh, in Australian equities. We also invest internationally. There's a, a lot of companies out there. A lot of complexity. Um, yeah, such as shares, fixed income. Uh, so um, we we draw on some external um, sources of information as well. So let me. I mean, there, there's company information now. Um, even over the, the time I've, I've been at Australian Ethical seven years, there's been just a really significant change in the amount of relevant information which companies produce. So yeah. they recognise now that investors expect to see this information increasingly, certainly investors like like us. So, we, you know, the annual report um, sometimes is a separate sustainability report. Yeah. Um, so the quality of the information, the amount of the information we're getting is as improved. Um, there's still no substitute often for going back to the company because they'll often slice and dice their business in a way which doesn't line up with the way we're thinking about their products and services. So we'll we'll often um, uh, yeah, seek access just to understand a little bit more about, uh, you know, the revenue mix of the company, but also how they're managing the environmental footprint, how they're, how they're dealing with human rights risks in their operations and their, their supply yeah. chain. So um, uh, there's an interaction with the companies which is important and then there are other parties out there and this is again something that's grown significantly over the past five or six years, just the, the quality uh, and the quantity of coverage of sustainability um, facts, if you like, about companies um, and yeah, I, I said facts, and 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 I guess that's part of the challenge. A lot of it, yeah, yeah people are rating companies, different aspects of companies' operations because it is complicated. They're often big companies. Um, yeah, there's judgment involved. So, um, but but you know, there's there's big ESG research companies. You know, in, employing hundreds of analysts around the world um, who are forming views on different companies and not just a single a single view overall about the company how are they managing specific risk whether it's yeah. supply chain human rights environmental responding to climate change so so we we're increasingly are drawing on that information uh, yeah. to feed into our process so because of the way we you know our charter works um uh, you know we'll form a, a view uh on individual investments against our charter internally but where we can draw in uh, more information from those sort of external sources. There's also NGOs doing a great job, whether it. it's Oxfam, Baptist World Aid, do a, a fashion report where they look at the supply chains of some of the biggest oh, fashion brands yeah. around the world. They they do one for electronics a, a, as well. Yeah, a lot of civil society organizations now, CDP, uh, Corporate Human Rights Benchmark, collect information and, and, and analyze some of it and, and assign ratings. So, um yeah, the, the the pool of information is increasing. And I, I guess it's yeah, it's a challenge we all face, I guess, when we go on Google um yeah. and do a search is sort of the information overload. So sifting through that, working out what's what what are the, the better, more credible sources of information uh that we're going to use in our process is yeah, is a, a, a key part of, of my day-to-day. Mm.
0: Oh, that's yeah, it's really interesting some of those reports you just mentioned. Um, you mentioned also sustainability, and I know that Australian Ethical has and you know, puts out an annual sustainability report. I think that's the what you call it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And that itself, I would encourage anyone to go on to online to um, australian ethical and and view that report because that is just an exceptional piece of work. it's it's just amazing, isn't it? So um, comprehensive.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, thank you very much for that, and <laughs> and uh, and yeah, there's a lot of work, and it's a lot of evolution uh, yeah. behind that. But listen, to be honest with you, we're really aware of the limits of that as well. Um, so let me say a little bit about that. I mean, I mean, firstly, we think it's really important. That's why we do it because it's yeah. um, it's in, imperfect, um, but it's really important as an ethical investor. Um, that you show how you're making a difference if you're yeah. um, you know inviting people to give um, money for you know good returns but also positive impact then you've got to report to them both the performance the financial performance yeah. and, you know we all do that um, and we're all accountable for that but we've got to do the same for the impact that we're having yeah. um, and the, the, the question is how do you how do you manage that because I mean in a way the finance side you know, although go off, yeah. you know, we can talk about, you know, accounting, creative accounting and all that sort of stuff, at the end of the day you're dealing um, there with over centuries almost uh, thinking about accounting standards, sort mm. of fairly well-trod ways of presenting financial information. When we move to the sustainability side of things, you know, the, the dimensions of impact that we need to think about just explode, you know, whether it's greenhouse gas emissions, whether it's water use, um, yeah, uh, resource efficiency, um, uh yeah, consultation with First Nations people when we're, you know, developing um, things in the mining sector or... Um, you know, indeed, in new property developments. Um, so the question is, where do you start and, and where's the standard? Where are the accounting sustainability standards for, for that sort of reporting? Uh, and where's the underlying data to make sure that the, the reporting is credible? So we devote a lot of time to it. We report our, our carbon footprint of our share investments, for example. and But it, it's really important because that holds us to account. Yeah. I can talk to you about the charter and the principles we apply but then, if I tell you that the carbon footprint of our share investments is seventy-five percent less than the the share market benchmark, the benchmark for the the markets we invest in, then yeah, you can say, okay, um, you know, that that's,
0: that's right. a,
1: a proof a proof point for us. And well, that's a living, breathing
0: document, yeah. isn't it? That's the yeah. um, that's what I see is so exceptional about. And also, I just think for you know, you're obviously a person who lives. Lives and breathes with this, and you've you've got huge knowledge. I think it's just great as as a potential investor, and also as a human on the planet, that you can read a resource like that, and and, and you've got a company that's actively ma- not only making a stance but reporting on on their progress to that stance. I just I just found it really really fantastic. Um, could we just um, have a little bit of a chat about 2020 because um, I just think it's an interesting that it, it does seem like the ethical or ESG type of invest, investments have actually performed really well in 2020 throughout all of this um, chaos. But it's not actually an accident, is it? I don't think because um, it's like that. The these the, it's more aligned to the world that we should be living
1: yeah uh yeah and i i I think uh, you know that's exactly what 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 we've seen and i think there's a bit a fair bit written about it how the responsible ethical investing has has had a good year um in in what has been a really tough year um and yeah a number of our funds have sort of shot the lights out which has been really really nice but I, i i guess it's important obviously um with investments to look at the, the longer term and, and look at, across different funds and asset classes. So, I mean, I, when we're talking about that, um, that issue about, well, how do, how do these products, um, how do they perform? Because I think, um, you know, to put it on the, on the table, there's sometimes they're not completely surprising response. People think, well, surely you're giving something up. If you're, uh, if you're filtering what you'll invest yeah. in, in this way, um, uh I mean, I've tried to explain why the, the, the contrary intuition might be, um, and and what, what what our experience we think shows us is that by looking at at the the long term impacts and sustainability of companies, that gives us a deeper understanding of risk and opportunity. So so we think that's that can can be positive for our for our our sorts of strategies. But but I think, yeah, it's important to then, well, what what sort of um, broader analysis and research, longer-term analysis and research is there out there? So um, I recommend if people are interested in this, yeah, the Responsible Investment Association of Australasia, they do an annual benchmark report where they, part of what they do they survey the state of responsible investing and ethical investing uh, is they do some analysis of returns of responsible funds, um, yeah, going back one, three, five, seven, ten years. Um yep. Uh, and across, you know, they look at Australian equities, they look at international equities, they look at balanced strategies, um, and they compare to to um, mainstream indices. They also compare to mainstream funds for some of those asset classes, and sort of have a nice little red 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 green thing going on there. When which one's done better? And yeah, there's it's it's overwhelmingly not not for every time period, every asset class, but overwhelmingly looking at. At 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 the way they present that information, it's a positive story for responsible yeah. and ethical investing. Um, so um, so so yeah, and and that's 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 Australian research. You know, there's Morgan Stanley came out something really interesting um, last year because you know there's a lot of um, uh, fund data which just gets collected by the regulator, which is sort of a uh, you know. Uh, statistical yes. academic types love it because it's yeah you know, they can just throw it and and crunch it and they yeah um they looked at a a subset which they they used criteria to classify as responsible strategies versus the rest and again um, uh, a, a positive story I mean it it, it certainly said there was no there was no performance give up and it, it sort of what it highlighted which I think is relevant to COVID is during times of volatility that these strategies actually mm. um, seem to outperform.
0: Yeah, yeah it's really really interesting I think mm-hmm. um thank you for your time Stuart it's been um really enlightening and I, I just think it's a great story and no doubt I think um you know, Australian Ethicals is a company that really has extremely high standards on on the ethics of investing. But I just think uh, n- nearly every investor needs to actually take a position on this in in one in one way or another. And I've got no doubt that um, that growth is going to continue.
1: Yeah, listen, let's 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 hope so. We're we're seeing it. So yeah, and no, I'd encourage. Yeah. Um, uh, everyone who's listening to to just have a have a look at it and and don't be afraid to ask questions of yeah. your existing funds and advisors sorry to put you on the spot there Tom. no absolutely i think
0: we want it and, and
1: absolutely say, yeah what's what is in my portfolio that fund how are they thinking about these things where are they invested and, and why and 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 are they reporting some information about not just yep. the financial impacts of what they're doing but but some of those other impacts uh, yeah, we haven't absolutely. talked about the sustainable development goals maybe that's a another time but it, yeah sort of um, that's becoming a you know i, I think will emerge as a as a framework for uh for people like us and indeed um, the broader market to report a, about their impacts against these these global goals around poverty around yeah, um, yeah, avoiding environmental degradation,
0: climate action, and and so on. Yeah, and it's um, no doubt not just um, the investors uh, don't us as advisors. We absolutely have to t- take a uh, position on this and and uh, be offering these types of approaches to our clients. Absolutely. Um, thanks again, Stuart. It's been great having you on, and we'll catch you soon.
1: Yeah, no, it's been great. Thanks very much, Tim.
0: Bye. If you're looking for a community of like-minded people who are going on a journey similar to you, then I invite you to join the Grasses Greener Facebook group where you can connect, share and learn from other people just like you. I think you'll agree that was a fascinating interview with Stuart. I loved what he mentioned at the end there about asking the hard questions of your advisor, including me. Your super fund, you know, get get on the phone, have a chat to them, and say, you know, how how do you actually rate when it comes to environmental, social, and governance standards? Really important for us to understand where where they sit. Most companies and and super funds are actually doing a lot of work behind the scenes on this, so just good to know. Uh, where your fund actually sits. The other thing I would point out to you in the show notes, we're going to make available a link to Australian Ethicals uh, position statements and it just makes really interesting readings. It's not just to give them a plug, um, but I just find uh, the positions that they've taken fascinating and on just such a huge range of topics, topics I would not have even maybe even considered so have a look in the show notes and and click on that link the information in this podcast is of a general nature and does not take into account your own financial objectives circumstances and needs you should consider your own personal situation and requirements before making any decision if you have any concerns or questions please contact me That's the end of another show. Remember, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. See you later.